You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome down to Socks in the Basement, the podcast for fans by fans, brought to you proudly by Cork and Carry at the Park. 33rd in Princeton, amazing food, extensive menu, wings, wraps, award-winning burgers, dogs, fries, appetizers, pulled pork nachos, ballpark food, and it's deliverable. All you got to use is Grubhub or go direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. And the good news is they are open. Get on over there right now, sit in the shadow of the ballpark, sit back, relax, and listen to a White Sox simulated baseball game. We've been bringing them to you ever since opening day, or at least what would have been opening day, and we will continue to do so as long as possible. Even though it looks bleak right now, I believe there will be baseball. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be a 40-game season with a round-robin tournament of some sorts, but there will be some semblance of baseball, and no matter what, we're going to finish this season, so it's okay to get invested in it. Right now, the 42-25 and 25 Chicago White Sox are sitting a few games out of first place, and the third-place Cleveland Indians are in town. They just snapped a nine-game winning streak by the Sox that included sweeps of first-place Minnesota, the Royals, and Detroit. Dylan Cease tries to get the White Sox back into the win column today, and we're looking forward to giving you a game. And don't forget, coming up right after the draft is complete, we expect to hear from James Fox from Future Sox, good friend of the show, to come on and talk about who the White Sox went out and selected and how everything shook out. We keep our finger on the pulse of what's going on in Major League Baseball, and we still try to bring you some enjoyment because right now, most of the real world, not very enjoyable. It's time now for Sox, Indians, at the rate, next. South side of Chicago, the second of a three-game set as the White Sox will host the Cleveland Indians. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Lanuti, and you are listening to 2020 White Sox Baseball, simulated using MLB The Show 20 here on Sox in the Basement. Taking the mound today, Dylan Cease. 13 starts, 74 and two-thirds innings with a 5-4 and four record and a 3.98 ERA. His 78 hits and 25 walks bring him to a whip of 1.38. Let's get that down a little bit. But he also has 73 strikeouts, so nearly very close to one strikeout per inning so far. He's had some brilliant games. He's had a few of them that haven't been so great, but overall, he does fairly well. Normally, we'll pitch to Grandal, but today, Ricky Renteria wants to give Yasmani a day off. The last time Cease had McCann, he actually pitched very well. The thing he has to remember is continue the pacing, keep moving quickly. The first pitch here at 7-11 to Cesar Hernandez is a ball outside. 1-0 the count. We're underway here at the rate. White Sox dropped yesterday's games. That's a high fastball. 2-0 the count. Hernandez hitting 251. Meanwhile, out in Baltimore, the first place twins tied up with the Orioles 1-1 early. That one's in the dirt, 3-0, and quickly Cease struggling to the first batter of the game. Now he gets a strike across the middle, 3-1 the count. White Sox wearing the pinstripes with the black sleeves, otherwise known as the sleeveless jersey with the black shirt underneath it. Indians in their regular road unis. The 3-1 pitch, 
fouled back, a fastball down the middle, three and two the count. Going around the horn, McCann behind the plate. Abreu and Madrigal at first and second. Anderson and Moncada at short and third. As this one is popped up down the third base line, Moncada going to give chase, but unable to get to it. We'll get another pitch here, three and two the count. Jimenez in left, Robert in center, and Adam Engel in right. Another pop fly down the third baseline, hooking foul into the stands. Edwin Encarnacion is your DH. As Cease goes into the line. Swung on and sent out to right center field. Diving is Jimenez, and he makes a great play. Aloy Jimenez lays out, coming in and towards second base on a line drive, and gets that one. A great play by Aloy. He gets up all smiles and tosses it in, and that's a an out that was earned right there. And here comes Oscar Mercado. 294, stands in the right-handed batter's box with one out here in the top of the first and an inside curveball hits the corner, 0-1 the count. Last six games, a 292 average for Mercado. Cease into the wind and the pitch. Hits it away and low, a four-seamer, 0-2. So he's hitting the zone after missing it the first three pitches. He's starting to find that control. Now a high four-seamer. That's what McCann seemed to call for with his glove going up before the pitch. Mercado does not swing at it. One and two the count. Sees quickly into the line and delivers. He goes back inside in the same spot and can't get him again. He's going to have to come down into the zone here if he's going to get him. The next offering, tailing away, but he got a hold of it and sends it out to right field. It tails back towards the wall. Angle leaps, and it's over his head. And a solo home run. The 13th on the year for Mercado. Cease yells into his glove as he rounds the bases. A 358-foot home run into the Goose Island section into one of those terrible seats with the screens in front of him that luckily are not shown in this game. I've talked before about that. I hate those seats. I got complimentary tickets down there one time or an upgrade, and I couldn't wait to get back to my regular seat. Got to look through a fence and over the top of a screen. I just, I just don't know how you can actually see the game there. Meanwhile, Lindor comes up now with the Indians leading 1-0 early. One out here in the top of the first. He's got 37 RBI to go with eight home runs and a 285 batting average. He put one down the right field line and hooked around the pole last night off of Michael Kopech to add an insurance run in a game in which the White Sox tried to roar back to win it but could not complete it. 1-0 pitch, now a fastball in the outside corner, taken for a strike, 1-1, one one, with one out here in the top of the first inning, and already a 1-0 Indians lead. That pitch down the first baseline, hooking foul, 1-2 the count. The Indians have come with the power so far in this series. White Sox pitching has been one of the best staffs in the league for keeping the ball in the ballpark. But we saw multiple home runs last night. Big home runs by the Indians and already won in this game. Now that pitch misses inside. The count is full to Lindor. Already 18 pitches for Cease here in the first inning. That is an inauspicious start. Now this one popped up to center field. Robert going to get underneath it and make the catch. Two gone here in the top of the first inning. Here comes Fran Mill Reyes as the wind is blowing, almost gusting, I can see, 
straight across from left to right, looking at the flagpoles out in center field. 15 homers and 37 RBIs to go with his 246 average. He had a three-run home run last night off of Dallas Keuchel in the middle of the sixth inning. He changed it from a 2-1 White Sox lead to a 4-2 deficit very quickly. 0-1 now on that pitch. Down the middle taken for a strike from Cease. Into the wind. High at the letter is going to be called a ball. It was borderline. Overall, the umping hasn't been bad this series so far, but there were a few questionable calls later in the game last night. Michael Kopech got annoyed, and Ricky Renteria got thrown out of the game. This one's deep back into the track, but underneath it is Robert. He puts it away, so Cease gave up some hard-hit balls. One of them left the ballpark. Two of them caught near the wall, and Jimenez had to make a diving play. A shaky first. The Sox trail 1-0. Carlos Carrasco. 13 starts this year, 5-4 record, 3.86 ERA, 79 to third innings, 71 hits and 18 walks. That's a 1.12 whip, 81 strikeouts. I'm well aware of Carrasco having some health issues, but in the simulation, he's going. Tim Anderson's hitting 333 with five homers and 33 RBI. And that's not to say I don't know if Carrasco would be pitching at this point, but... It's hard to tell because MLB The Show didn't really bring in any of the existing injuries. Like, yeah, we could put Carlos Rodan right out there right now, but that's not a fair simulation, so we're not doing it. Tim Anderson's up. He takes a ball inside, 1-0 the count here in the bottom of the first. Now he fouls one off down the first baseline. Boston gets out of the way, Daryl that is, 1-1 the count. Looks a little chilly out there just based upon the fact that people are wearing hoodies. The simulation does not have the weather that we've actually been getting here in Chicago recently. Two and one the count here. The players are all in sleeves. I mean, they don't have any long sleeves or anything like that, but a few hoodies in the crowd. That one's low, a slider, three and one the count. Luis Roberts getting the spot in the two spot today. He did that last week with great success. He stands on deck. The 3-1 pitch to Anderson. Swung on and missed a slider outside. He was out in front of it. 3-2 the count. The Rays leading at home against Boston already. 11-3. Only a few innings into that game. And a slider away. Swung on and missed. Carrasco comes back. Throws two on the outside corner. And Anderson can't get either one of them. The slider confuses him. And he's down with a K. Here comes Robert. Been playing well lately. He's actually made it into the All-Star vote in ninth place as of today. Not bad for a rookie who's hitting 219 with four homers and 21 RBI, but he does lead all of the majors in stolen bases and runs scored. Which means when he gets on, he gets in. Want to know the count as that one misses. Abreu on deck. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed a fastball. He went right through it. Right down the middle. One and one the count. Carrasco, the righty, checks the sign and delivers. Swung on and chopped over to short. Nice play by Lindor across his body. He was running towards third when he scooped it. He gets Robert by a couple steps. There's two gone here. Quickly in the bottom of the first. 
And Abreu comes up hitting 271. 11 home runs and 44 RBIs. He has not had a home run in weeks now. And that's been a problem for the Sox, even during the win streak. The big boys, with the exception really of Moncada, not hitting a lot of bombs. It's been a lot of hits. On one hand, the pitching staff and the hitting has worked out, but the power angle seems to be disappearing a little bit. And let's not forget, Chicks dig the long ball. That's a swing and a miss on a curveball outside. Now he comes back in low with a slider and is taken for a strike and quickly 0-2 to Abreu from Carrasco. It's a pretty good pitcher out here. Clevenger was supposed to start yesterday and was a scratch. Swing and a miss at a slider low. The Sox go down 1-2-3. Two, two strikeouts for Carrasco. He looks a lot better than our starter, at least so far. After one, it's one to nothing Indians, and they're coming back up in the second. Jose Ramirez hitting 271. Stands in the left-handed batter's box. He's a switch hitter. Something I learned in this series. Never realized that before. He scored eight times in the last 10 games he's played. He takes a ball outside, 1-0. Cease. Moving along quickly with the pace, goes inside with a four-seamer, 2-0 to count. Now, there has been some cease news this week inside the simulation for Sox in the basement. It was suggested heavily that we send him down to AAA. Now, I don't get it, but I get the feeling the Sim is trying to tell us that he may go on a bad streak. I'm hoping our instincts are, no, he's not. He's actually pitching pretty well, and if you look at the stats... Which you can see at SoxOn35th.com. They just put up, after the last series, the updated stats for the entire team since the beginning of the year. Look at Cease's stats. You tell me if he's not pitching well. I, I think he's been pitching just great. He's 3-2 and two here to Ramirez after that pitch misses on a 2-2 count. And now a ground ball over to second base. Abreu cuts off Madrigal and flips it to Cease. Nick Madrigal standing behind Jose with his arms out like, whoa. I was ready for that one. They're laughing. Not a big deal. One gone here in the top of the second inning. Tyler Naquin comes up hitting 242. When we saw him at the beginning of the season, he put two out in that series. He only has five home runs on the season. The lefty stands in against Cease. He's probably been dreaming of White Sox pitching. Four-seamer fouled off down the third base line. 0-1 the count. Pitch number 30 from Cease here. He's lifted out in the right center field. Robert's going to come over, call it off. Call off Jimenez, that is, and make the play. Two gone. He covers a lot of ground. I mean a lot of ground in center field. You put up with the struggles at the plate. When you're seeing what he's able to do out there defensively and on the base paths... The effort that he's giving, he never takes a playoff. As a pitch on the outside corner catches it, Santana is 0-1. Now Carlos Santana lays off an outside pitch, 1-1 the count. Sitting 225. The left-handed first baseman awaits the next pitch. Inside, curveball, misses 2-1. He says something in his eye. He stands back behind the mound, digs it out. Now he's back up there. Not a big crowd tonight. A lot of green seats. Still looks better when there were empty blue seats. That was pitiful. 
four-seamer down the first baseline. Hooking foul. Two and two the count. Two outs, tap at a second. The pitch from Cease. Fouls back a four-seamer off the screen. Count remains two and two. Into the wind and the pitch. Popped it up. Underneath it is McCann. Standing about three feet up the first baseline. He catches it right on the line. Cease has a much better inning. Here in the second, we go to the bottom of two, trailing one nothing. Yohan Moncada's hitting 335. He currently sits with the fourth highest batting average in the American League. He has 12 home runs as well, three in the last week and a half. He's been one of the only sources of power from the middle of the order especially over that very long nine-game win streak that ended last night. Takes a pitch on the outside corner for a strike, 0 won the count. He's also 1-for-18 against Carrasco lifetime with five strikeouts, and he swings and misses at that one, 0-2. So, Carlos gives him some trouble. The 0-2 pitch on the way. Outside pitch fouled off down the third base line. Count remains 0-2. The Orioles have taken a 2-1 lead now over the Twins at home in Baltimore. Into the line and the pitch. Swung on and missed a four-seamer high. He went just underneath it. Another strikeout from Moncada against Carrasco, who obviously frustrates him. Third strikeout of the game so far for Carrasco, who's cruising early. And here comes Aloy Jimenez. Had a very nice diving play to get the first out of this game. 265 average, 14 homers, 40 RBIs. Another guy in a home run drought. I would say Abreu. And Jimenez and Grandal, surprisingly, after that run that he was on. They haven't put a ball out in a week and a half. Coming up on two weeks, Abreu's got to be three weeks ago. Outside slider misses one and one the count. The power's been coming from the lower end. Adam Engel has multiple home runs over the last week and a half. Mancata, he's in the middle, but he's doing it. Danny Mendick has a couple of them. James McCann with the power recently. Edwin Encarnacion, I want to say, had one during that nine-game win streak. The 2-1 pitch. Inside slider misses 3-1 quickly to Jimenez. Encarnacion stands on deck with his 15 homers and 34 RBI. The 3-1 pitch on the way. Low and inside, he walked him. Aloy getting more patient at the plate. That could be a sign of good things to come. When pitchers get frustrated because you're constantly walking on them, they start throwing things you can hit out. Edwin is sitting fifth in the American League in the All-Star vote for first baseman. That's where he's eligible. The guy who would be the starter if the voting ended today is Jose Abreu at first base. Rondau would also be the starting catcher. One out, bottom of the second. Inside pitch called a strike. It was clearly a ball. Owen won the count. The inside corner for righties is a lot wider. We're noticing that early. The outside corner being called perfectly. That's a slider outside. One and one the count. If you're a right-handed hitter, that, uh, that inside portion of the plate is more inside than you think it is. Change up away, misses two and one with a runner on first. 
1-0 Cleveland. One out in the bottom of the second. Socks in the basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Meanwhile, Encarnacion swings and misses at a low and away slider well out of the zone. Didn't need to chase that one. Instead, now the count is even at two. Gets a hold of this one. Rips it to second. But it's just going to take the second baseman to the bag. He's going to get it over to first. He ripped it. Just a nice play made there. Double play, four to three put out. End of two. Domingo Santana is hitting 299. He's got four homers and 23 RBI. An OPS just under 900. The righty stands in, leading off the top of the family waterproofing solutions third inning. And a four-seam fastball is swung on and missed. 0-1 the count. He's getting on base right now at a 415 clip that's fourth in the American League. The next offering, Lowe catches the zone on a fastball 0-2 quickly from Cease. Family Waterproofing Solutions is veteran-owned, family-owned, female-owned. The trifecta. That's a slider swung on and missed three pitches. And Cease has his first strikeout. And remember, they have great deals for Socks in the Basement listeners. Ask about them. They also service all of Northern Illinois and Northwest Indiana, with the exception of a few counties near Iowa, and a portion of the proceeds from every job, veterans and first responder organizations get those. You can video conference, use pictures, or have them in your home. they got the safest way for you to do it. They do a good job. You look them up online, man, people rave about them. We're proud to have them as part of the Socks in the Basement family. And they're really happy with all the Socks in the Basement listeners giving them a call. Perez now comes up, the catcher, and lifts this one deep out in the left field. Caught near the wall by Jimenez. Cease has given up some deep fly balls. One has gotten out. Cesar Hernandez is up now 0 for 1 with a line out in the first inning. With two outs here in the top of the third. Cease has to keep this ball in the ballpark. You almost start to feel like it might not be a long day for him if he keeps doing this. That's not good. 0-1 now on an inside strike. Now one high and tight, call the ball. In on the hands. Down the first baseline, foul. Picked up by a fan who reached through the netting there. 1-2 and the count. Outside fastball, 94 miles an hour, misses. Two and two. And I get why Cease and McCann are going there. They're getting the call in that portion of the plate against lefties. Inside slider, swung on and fouled off. Count remains even at two. It's a final in New York. They had a day game against the Cardinals today. On a Wednesday. A lot of teams are getting away on a Wednesday today. Six to two final. Cardinals won that game. That one's down the third baseline, hooking foul. That would have been many bases. They have a shift on for Hernandez. Nobody's over in that corner. Now a pop fly into left center field, and the shift pays off because Jimenez barely has to move. Canacorni puts it away. Sees starting to roll a little bit. That's good. So far, only one hit in this game. It was a home run by Cleveland. It's 1-0 heading to the bottom of the third. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria. 
making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. James McCann to the plate. He's been red hot lately. He's got an OPS over 1,000 at 1055 a 369 average, four homers, and 11 RBI. Two home runs in his last four starts. Lots of extra base hits, the average going up. As he sees more playing time, now that Grandal has come back down to earth. Even a Grandal down to earth, though, is still your starting catcher. But James is getting some appearances now. He's six for 33 lifetime against Carrasco with 13 strikeouts. That's not a good sign. And he's one and one in the count. Yasmani's been struggling a little bit. Ricky Renteria trying to almost rest him by not using him for more than two games a series over the last couple series. And it's paid off. McCann's gotten more playing time. He's contributing. And Grandal is starting to come out of that funk. But I think the White Sox really prefer having him behind the plate because he does such a good job calling games. Two and one the count. The pitch on the way. Swung on and ripped into left center field. Back towards the wall. On the run, the play will be made. He gave that a ride. Perfectly played. They had a nice little shift on. Expecting him to go to the gap. It's a long out that felt like a double off of the bat. There's one gone here in the bottom of the third. Adam Ingles up, takes a strike low. He's one for four yesterday with a solo home run. Adam hitting 280. Getting a lot more playing time as of late. The 0-1 pitch on the way. Swung on and missed a slider away 0-2. The 0-2 delivery from Carrasco. Swung on and missed. He went down on three pitches. Fourth strikeout of the game. Ingles. Starting to show some holes in his game. But the power, the speed, and the overall result has so far been better than anything else we could put out in right field. But I'm sure there's a couple guys on the bench itching to get their chance here. As Nick Mandrigo comes up and immediately flies this one out directly to center field. One, two, three, go to White Sox. Through three, they have yet to get a base runner. Carrasco's faced the minimum, one through nine, and we're through three, losing one nothing. Oscar Mercado, 297. He also has a solo home run in this game. It's the only hit of the game for either team as Dylan C stands out there with 49 pitches starting off the fourth inning. First pitch low and away, a changeup, one and know the count. He has 48 runs batted in, he leads. The Indians at this point. Next pitch low. Chopped him on Kata. Over to first. He was playing in. 
and he takes a hard chopper on the infield grass and made it look easy. One gone here in the top of the fourth. Lindor comes up, takes a changeup on the outside corner, 0-1 the count. There's a shift down for him, Mandrigal's in right. Anderson to the other side of second, Mancada over at short. Minnesota has tied it up in Baltimore, now tied up 2-2 in the fifth. Curveball outside, catches the zone, 0-2 the count. 34 strikes and 19 balls through the first 53 pitches from Dylan Cease. The 0-2 one-out pitch on the way to Lindor. Fouled back, a 96-mile-an-hour fastball. 0-2 the count remains. Into the wind is Cease, the kick, and right up in the face. Lindor dives out of the way. He was totally brushed back there. He shakes his head as he gets back in. One and two the count. Cease coming back inside, swung on and missed. He got him. McCann was setting up low and inside. Cease hits a target perfectly, and Lindor could do nothing about it. Looking at the replay, he is muttering before the ball comes in. That pitch high and tight that backed him off really affected him, I believe. Nice piece of pitching by Cease with help from McCann. Now a ball down the first baseline from Reyes on the first pitch. Three unassisted. Abreu tags the bag, tosses the ball to the mound, and heads into the dugout. One, two, three inning here for Cease. The pitchers are doing well with the exception of the top of the first inning. And it's 1-0 going to the bottom of the fourth. Quick moving game here. And here in the top of the fourth inning, Tim Anderson stands up at the plate, 0 for 1. That's pretty much the entire team. Everybody except for Jimenez is 0 for 1. He walked and was taken out from a double play. Carrasco has faced the minimum. He entered this inning with only 34 pitches through three innings. And quickly, after Anderson fouls that off, he's 1 and 2. The 1-2 pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped over to second. Scooped. They'll go over to first for the first out. There's one gone here in the bottom of the fourth. Luis Roberts 0 for 1. 1 for 4 in the series with a triple that drove in a run yesterday. Batting in the two spot today. Got a chance at that last week and performed well. Renteria giving him another shot. When Grandal's out of the lineup, they're trying to figure out who's going to bat second. Because they don't want to put McCann up that high. Inside strike taken 0-1 the count the next offering swung on and sent down the first on a line drive taken out of the air right down the line wow Robert unable to buy a hit on that one perfect positioning we've seen that a few times tonight so far from the Indians defense there's already two out here with Abreu coming up and at this point Carrasco has two outs in the fourth and has only thrown 40 pitches the last time we saw the White Sox let a pitcher get at them this quickly and this efficiently, John Gray went eight and didn't give up a hit until Yoan Moncada broke it up in the ninth inning. That was a few weeks back. It was the beginning of a bad, bad run for the White Sox that led into the nine-game winning streak. 0-2 quickly to Abreu. Swung on and missed. He goes down on three pitches. Carlos Carrasco is on fire today. And the White Sox don't have an answer yet. After four, it's one nothing Indians. And the Sox are looking for answers. Jose Ramirez is 0-for-1. He's got a ground on the second inning. He's 1-for-5 in the series. 
He contributed to an insurance run last night. Top of the fifth, one nothing Indians. Dylan Cease, 57 pitches through four. Throws that one outside, 1-0 the count. He had a rough first inning. Control issues early and a couple of deep fly balls. One of them got out. That's a swing and a miss, 1-1 one one the count. After that, he settled down. He's been doing very, very well. The pitcher he's going up against doing a little bit better. Swung on and missed inside fastball, 1-2 and two the count. Cease pitching a nice game so far with the one mistake. White Sox bats are really to blame right now. They cannot get a hit off of Carrasco. As the curveballs foul back, 1-2 and two the count remains. Into the line and the pitch. Low and inside on a four-seamer, 2-2. Two and two. That's 97 miles an hour. Feels like his velocity is actually going up as the game is going on. The pitch on the way. Fouled back a changeup. Count remains 2-2. Two and two. Another pitch to Ramirez as McCann sets up in the middle of the plate. A low pitch is grounded over to second base, flipped over to first, and he's retired. One gone here in the DP3 Tech fifth inning. DP3 Tech is partnered with Microsoft, and they have brought you a brand new way to work mobily. Have some of your employees at home, have some at work, everybody at home, everybody at work. It doesn't matter. They're going to migrate your systems over in a secure way. They're going to keep what you already use. They're going to make sure that you're able to do business however the future requires you to do so without missing a beat. You don't know what's coming up down the road. You have no idea. Is it going to open up forever? Is it going to close again in the fall? Are your workers coming back to work? Are you going to have people you got to keep at home? How do you keep the workplace humming along? DP3 Tech has the solution. Inexpensive, well thought out, better than a Zoom or one of these... Google shell things or whatever. As that one's flying out to left field, there's two gone. One button, get people in front of you. One button, share information. DP3 Tech, information coming up. Midway through this inning, Carlos Santana, the seven hitter, is up. He's 0 for 1. Cease on 67 pitches here with two outs in the top of the fifth and nobody on. Throws a fastball down the middle for a strike take and 0 and 1 the count. Two home runs in the last five games for Santana. Next offering, fouled off into the tarp. Down the third base line, 0-2. McCann sets up on the outside portion of the plate, the pitch. He got him. Throws Santana, and it was clearly in the zone. Perfectly called pitch, perfectly thrown. Dylan Cease cruising. Sox need to get him a run midway through the fifth, 1-0 Indians. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. The White Sox need to support their pitcher here got nothing to do with Dylan Cease giving up a home run or 
the fact that there were a few long fly balls in the first inning. At this point, you're losing one nothing because you can't solve Carlos Carrasco. He has faced the minimum now through four. And here in the bottom of the fifth, you're going to have the four, the five, and the six hitter. Mancata, Jimenez, and Encarnacion. And the Sox need to solve this problem. 43 pitches through four innings. That's insane. You're not working the count. You're not giving him any trouble. You've let him fall into this groove, and the White Sox need to find a way to break this up. Mankata's 0 for 1. He stands in in the left-handed batter's box to start off the bottom of the fifth. First pitch outside misses. 1-0 the count. He's got one hit in 19 appearances against Carrasco, including the game or the at-bat earlier in this game as a four-seamer away catches the plate 1-1. One one. So if there's anybody who needs to figure him out or who maybe do, it's Juan Mankata. That one back up the middle. A tough play made by Lindor, but over to first. He got that coming over the bag at second base. Mancada must feel frustrated and confused. Meanwhile, the only guy for the White Sox to even reach a base today with a walk in the second is Jimenez. And he comes up hitting 265 with one out here in the bottom of the fifth. The first pitch, low and away a slider, 1-0 the count. Aloy worked the count. He was one of the only guys that did it this entire game and drew the walk. Let's see what he does here in the second at bat. Swung on and chopped foul down the third base line, one and one. Next pitch ripped in there for a base hit over the top of the leaping Lindor. Out in the left field. Hard hit ball by Jimenez. An inside pitch. He turned on it enough to get it up in the air over Lindor. And out in the left, and we got a base knock, and you can cancel the postgame show for Carrasco. And here comes Edwin. 0 for 1 with the ground on the second inning. Stuck on 15 home runs for a while. There was a point a couple of weeks ago, or maybe about a week and a half ago, where he, Grandal, and Jimenez were matching each other almost every game in their own personal home run race, and then it went cold. Yasmani's still at 17, Edwin's still at 15, and Aloy's still at 14. It's been that way for a while. Aloy's on first. That's a foul ball down the first base line, 0-1, with one out here in the bottom of the fifth. Next pitch swung over a slider, 0-2. 0-2 count, Jimenez on first. Bottom of the fifth. The pitch. Low and inside, a four-seamer. 1-2 the count now. Sox fans just excited they finally saw a hit. Have reacted to it like there's a rally going on. Meanwhile, there's only one out. There's only a guy at first base, and he's not that fast. Carrasco's too good to just let it go off of the first hit of the game, I believe. Outside fastball misses 2-2. Two and two. On deck is James McCann. The pitch on the way. Down the middle, strike three, took it. He's got nobody to blame but himself. He's saying something to the umpire. That ball is right down the middle. Edwin didn't see it well, obviously. He goes down for the sixth strikeout, a backwards K, and an ugly one. And here comes McCann, 0 for 1 with a fly out in the third inning. And the first offering is a slider down the middle taken for a strike, 0 and 1 with two outs now in the bottom of the fifth. This is the hardest Carrasco's had to work all game. And he's still only at 55 pitches here in the bottom of the fifth. Check swing, they're going to say win on a high. Four-seam fastball, 0-2. 
Seven-game hit streak so far for McCann coming into this game. Let's get number eight right now. 0-2 count. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. He got him. Wicked slider inside. Carlos Carrasco is a difficult pitcher to face today. Each team has a hit. The Indians had a home run. Because of that, after five, it's 1-0 Cleveland. Dylan Cease comes into the top of the sixth with 70 pitches. Trailing 1-0. And Domingo Santana, 0-for-1 with a strikeout in the third, comes up. We mentioned he's fourth in the American League and on base percentage with a 415 OBP coming into this game. And a high four-seamer misses for ball one, one and oh the count. Next pitch outside goes to the backstop, two and oh. McCann resets, the pitch on the way. Swung on and lifted in the right field, should stay in the ballpark near the track. It'll be caught by angle, there's one gone. So one out here in the top of the sixth. The number nine hitter, Perez, comes up 0 for 1. The right-handed hitting catcher gets an inside pitch thrown to him that he can't get around on. Fastball in the zone. 0 and 1 the count. Meanwhile, Evan Marshall and Jace Fry are starting to toss in the bullpen. I think basically to back up Dylan. Even though he hasn't really needed any help yet. Curveball outside goes back to the backstop. He's thrown two of those so far. So maybe... The White Sox are noticing something with their young pitcher as he's lost control of two curveballs badly enough. They just bounce to the backstop. One and one count. The pitch on the way. Inside misses on a curveball. That was a close pitch. Two and one the count. Now he misses inside on a four-seamer. Three and one. I feel like he's getting squeezed here. We've seen that called on that inside corner to righties all day. We made mention of it earlier. Two of them there. Now he's not getting the call. Now he gets one on the inside corner. Three and two. The count is full. A fastball taken. Cease McCann not giving up on that area of the plate. They have worked in on Perez on every pitch except for one. We'll see what they do here with a full count to the nine hitter for the Indians. Swung on. Curveball lifted into right field. Coming over is Engel and Robert. Who's going to get it? Robert and Engel. Muff the play, looking at each other. It hits the ground and goes over the wall. Oh, that's brutal. Both of them were out there. Both of them are looking at each other. Robert throws his hands up, thinking that Angle's got it. Angle throws his hands up, thinking that Robert's got it. And the ball hits the ground and bounces over the fence. Absolutely brutal play out there by two guys that are known to play good defense, not communicating with each other. And what should have been the second out becomes a double. And now Cease throws ball one to Hernandez, the leadoff hitter. Next pitch sent out in the left field is going to be a base hit. Jimenez is going to come up throwing and hold the runners at first and third. And Dylan Cease has to be sitting there thinking, what happened out there? And I think you got to give him a break and go out there and talk with him. It's going to be a mound visit now as Mercado comes up. He's already got the home run. And Cease looks frustrated on the mound. He looked over his shoulder there while talking to Coop because he's trying to figure out what happened out there they both were slowing down going to the ball and then Robert throws his hands out first as if he can't see it the ball lands and Engel puts his arms out like what's going on terrible communication two guys running back somebody should have gotten that one very poor play out in the outfield by two outfielders each expecting the other one to get it you don't like seeing anything like that Cease is going to pitch here to Mercado. Coop must be convinced 
that he's got him calmed down. One out here in the top of the sixth. Runners at first and third. A double play gets you out of the inning easily. You don't want to let another run across the way that Carrasco has been pitching. A lot of speed on first. Outside four, Seymour misses 1-0 the count. Mercado is 1-5 for five with a single last night as a solo home run in this game. Now a low and away for Seymour misses 2-0. Cease in trouble. He'd only given up one hit until they had miscue in the outfield. That goes as a hit because nobody, nobody made a play on the ball. As that one's fouled off down the third base line, 2-1 the count. And then a solid hit right after it while he's probably still dealing with the ill effects of watching the clown show in right center field. Now Cease has given up three hits and the pitch on the way. Four Seymour at the knees, two and two the count now as that was taken by Mercado. And Dylan at 85 pitches looking to recover from some miscues out there in the field. Lindor stands on deck with one out here in the top of the sixth. Sox trailing by one. This ball is lifted into left field, not too deep. There's going to be a play at the plate. Coming home as Jimenez, the throw is offline. If he would have made a better throw, he would have gotten him. He threw it up the first baseline. It got there in plenty of time than McCann. A really bad throw by Jimenez. So all three outfielders contributing to that run coming in. And now with two outs in the top of the sixth, the 2-0 Indians lead. And the outfield for the White Sox has let down their pitcher. Who up to this point has pitched a pretty good game. Offense not helping him, and now his outfield defense not helping him. That pitch is outside of Lindor, 1-0 the count. The bullpen is probably ready. But at this point, it's not like Cease has done anything to get himself removed. Now one's in the dirt. It's going to roll back to the backstop. It's a wild pitch. Dylan's got to be frustrated now. This ball lifted into center field. Robert's going to come over as long as he puts his glove up. It'll end the inning. It does. Fly out to Luis Robert, whose manager is probably going to want to have a talk with him and Adam Engel. And then he's going to have a separate conversation with Aloy Jimenez. Midway through to six, the Sox trail 2-0. Adam Engel comes to the plate. 0-for-1 so far in this game. The miscue out in right field and a slider away. Catches the zone. 0-1 the count. White Sox have Steve Ciszek warming in the bullpen. Dylan Cease has pitched well today, but he gave up two runs. Unfortunately, both are marked as earned, even though I feel like only one of them should have been. That was through no fault of his own there. But the rules of how you give out errors, I don't think allow you to give an error to the two players out there that didn't communicate. 1-1 pitch, swung on and missed outside corner slider. Engel can't catch up to it, 1-2. He's 0-for-1 with a strikeout. As Carrasco has now hit 60 pitches so far in this game. And Angle swings at a pitch well outside the zone for strike three. Brutal game for him so far today. There's one gone, and here comes Madrigal. The only guy to reach base in this game has been Aloy Jimenez for the White Sox. He walked, and he got a hit. He's one for one with a walk. Nobody else has reached base yet. There's one gone here in the bottom of the sixth inning, and Madrigal takes a pitch outside for a ball, 1-0 the count. Carrasco is such a low pitch count, he'll probably go all nine innings. Unless the White Sox can do something here. Down the middle, Madrigal takes a strike, 1-1 one one the count. If you're a Sox fan, you're getting restless here. You won nine in a row. The Indians are coming in trying to make a statement against you, and you are not putting up a big fight at the plate. Fly ball in the right field, going to be caught. A can of corn, there's two gone. I mean, think about it, folks. It's one of the best offenses in baseball. They have not looked like it early on here against the Indians in these first two games or game in six innings. 
as T.A. comes up, takes an inside four-seamer, 1-0 the count. Baseball can be a fickle game. You're on a streak, and then all of a sudden you run into a wall. That wall has Chief Wahoo on it. Outside four-seamer, crosses the plate, 1-1. One one. Although they don't put him on very many things these days. There's a reason for that. Outside pitch, chopped down the third base line, hooking just foul. Anderson is 1-2 and 0-2 and and for the game. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. He's out. Another one outside the zone. White Sox batters doing a lot of that today. Through six, Carrasco's only given up a hit. And we're trailing 2-0. It is such a fast game. The sun is not all the way down yet, and it's the top of the seventh inning. And Steve Ciszek is going to start off the seventh. 29 games, 35 and a third innings, 3-0 record, 10 holds. 0.76 earned run average, 46 strikeouts to 12 walks. Opponents hitting well under the Mendoza line against him. And a low inside sinker catches the corner, 0-1 the count. Fran Reyes stands up there 0-2 in this game. The big righty and the four-hitter for the Indians this year. Acquired from the Padres. Sends a slider up high down the first baseline foul. 0-2 the count here quickly. Ciszek with the pitch. Swing and a miss. He got him on a slider. One gone here on three pitches. Ciszek with a little fist pump. He's taking this seriously. White Sox have been in a lot of games lately where it hasn't really been that close. It feels like for a while the bullpen was not called on in close games. I think these guys enjoy being in a tight one every once in a while and really competing, and they're doing it today. They did it yesterday as well. One and one the count now quickly to Ramirez. The big guys out of the pen, Ciszek, Bummer, and even Colome, have been very consistent. And I'm sure they would like to pitch with a lead, which they have not been able to get here in the later innings of these first two games, at least not yet. Foul ball chopped just in the foul territory on the first base side. I mean, it, it almost stayed and hugged the line in between first base and, and home plate. Now a base hit against the shift. Ramirez finds the hole. Even with Mandrigal out in right field, he puts it in the right center in front of Robert with a base hit. He's on board with one out here in the top of the seventh. Tyler Naquin comes to the plate. The lefty does better against righties than lefties. By far, Ciszek throws a sinker down the middle and gets him looking. 0-1 the count. Ramirez has pretty good speed. In previous seasons, he had a lot of stolen bases. He fell off a little bit in 2019. This one sent down the first. Line drive put out by Abreu. Ramirez gets back before he can swipe him as the ball was caught near first base. There's two gone now here on the top of the seventh. And Carlos Santana 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a pop-out comes to the plate. Two gone, runner on first with some speed. And an outside four-seamer misses 1-0 the count. Santana's 1 for 6 against Ciszek with four strikeouts. Ground ball down the third base line. Mancata slides and gets it. Gets up and throws it over to first with a great play. I feel like there's a couple of leaders on this team that want the rest of this team to wake up. That was an amazing play. We're midway through the seventh. Two-nothing Indians. And the White Sox are going to send up Nomar Mazzara here to start off this inning in place of Luis Robert. 
presumably, Mazzaro now moves over to right and Engel in the center. So they're going to bring up a lefty against Carrasco. Try to get a little bit of something going. Mazzaro's hitting 200 again. He's got six homers and 21 RBIs. He's coming off the bench to pinch hit and move into the outfield. Carrasco entered the seventh on 68 pitches. 1-0 the count. The next pitch on the way. Inside misses 2-0 to Mazzara. The 2-0 pitch. Swung on and lifted deep down the right field line, hooking just foul before the pole. So Nomar got a good look at that one. He was a little bit out in front of it, trying to drive it. The job, though, is to get on base. You're trailing 2-0. But anything, I'll take anything right now, besides an out. A low pitch makes it 3-1 to Nomar. Jose Abreu is on deck. The 3-1 pitch to Mazzara. Outside pitch, he walked him. And Nomar Mazzara is down to first base. So he comes up in the pinch hit roll and draws a walk. It's only the third base runner for the White Sox and the first guy not named Eloy Jimenez to make it down there. So Mazzara doesn't have a ton of speed. Good base running speed. Nothing in the way of stealing. And a low and away slider makes it 1-0 now to Abreu. So Carrasco showing some little bit, little bit of difficulty early on in this inning. Hopefully it continues. And a high four-seamer misses 2-0 the count now to Abreu. Sox trail 2-0. They've trailed ever since the first inning after a solo home run. The 2-0 pitch on the way. High misses 3-0, and Carrasco's in trouble with Moncada on deck. He made a spectacular play at third base. Feet first slide behind the base, scooping a ball that was headed into the outfield, jumped up and threw out the base runner from foul territory. The 3-0 pitch to Abreu. High, he missed it, and two guys have walked already. Back-to-back walks from Carrasco after being nearly untouchable. As close to untouchable as he could be through the first six innings. Now here comes Mancato 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a ground out. 332 he's hitting. He's got 12 home runs and 39 RBIs. And wouldn't you love to see him get a charge into this one? Three home runs in the last week. The pitch. Low, he missed on a four-seamer 1-0. And hopefully he'll make a mistake. Mancada's hitting 339 with runners in scoring position. Mazzara's over at second right now. Abreu at first. The 1-0 pitch. Inside pitch jammed him. He liked what he saw. He tried to rip it out there into right field. Instead, it's a shallow fly ball. And that's the first out. And here comes Jimenez. Now Jimenez hitting 269 right now with the 851 OPS is one for one. The only hit of the game against Carrasco was a hard line drive in the left field, and he walked. He has seen him well so far today, but a fastball in the outside corner is taken for a ball. He's four for five lifetime against Carrasco, and he has a home run against him earlier this year. Swings at this one down the third baseline. Fair ball! Fair ball down the third baseline. Mazzara comes around. He heads for home. Now the ball is bobbled. Abreu's headed into third base. He is safe at third. It is two to one, and the White Sox are charging. The ball gets down the line, and it dies in the grass right before the track and foul territory down the third base line. Abreu was holding it second, and it stopped. It gets overrun in left field. 
Naquin runs over the top of the ball when he turns around. Abreu breaks, and then it's a foot race to third, and he beats it on a headfirst slide. The throw coming in from Naquin once he gets the ball. On a bang-bang play at third base, he just gets the hand in there. That would have been a tough out to take. It's now first and third with one gone, and there goes Carlos Carrasco. The White Sox have chased him, and Adam Simber is coming in. Now, Simber pitched well yesterday. 20 games, 20 innings, 7 holds, 2.25 ERA. Lefties hitting 214 against him, but righties are hitting 323. And Edwin Encarnacion is a righty. Jimenez over at first base. Abreu at third, the first pitch low and inside. And he's going to get the call, even though that was clearly a ball. Well inside, and Encarnacion doesn't like the call. He's 0 for 2 with a strikeout on the ground out, and 1 for 6 in this series. And if he can just get one deep... Abreu can score and tie this game. 2-1 Indians right now with one out in the bottom of the seventh. Swung on and sent down the first baseline hooking foul. And he's quickly 0-2. He's got a 3-0-2 average with runners in scoring position. Sox need him to get one right now. The pitch on the way. Low and away. It misses a slider. 1-2 and and that's the book on Edwin. Go low and away. He will reach sometimes. It looks good coming in. If you can get enough action pulling away, we've seen him strike out a lot this year on that pitch. Something about that with Edwin Encarnacion. The 1-2 pitch from the righty, Simber on the way. Swung on and foul back. Simber is a submariner. Not all the way down, but he's definitely not sidearm. He goes lower than, say, a uh, Steve Ciszek. 1-2 the count, the next offering. Pops it straight back. It's going to stay in play. The catch will be made. And a pop out to the catcher for the second out here in the bottom of the seventh. And James McCann comes to the plate. And McCann's going to be called back, and they're going to send up Yasmani Grandal, who can bat from the left side here. Grandal's going to come out for James McCann. And I'm going to tell you the reasoning for this one. Grandal's biggest issue is unable to reach the high pitch. This pitcher is pitching everything low. He seems to do well against that. We've seen that so far this season. 276 with 17 home runs and 48 RBIs. He takes that pitch low. 1-0 the count. Got a 940 OPS. He stands in in the left-handed batter's box. The Submariner coming in on the righty was a bad matchup. Now a pitch down the middle, driven deep. Way back into the lights and is gone. Three-run pitch hit home run. Yasmani Grandal, 412 feet out of here. The move by Renteria pays off on the pinch hit home run by Yasmani Grandal. Light up the fireworks. The White Sox lead 4-2. This place is rocking. Grandal comes off the bench. They go with the lefty. I told you before he came up, this is the kind of pitcher he eats alive and he gets his 18th home run of the season. Team leading, Cinder, just goes down to his knees right off the crack of the bat and that one was skied into the night. And the White Sox lead 4-2 to two here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Adam Angle comes to the plate and grounds this one down the first baseline. Think about how this inning went. Carrasco had been beating up the White Sox and instead of sending Luis Robert up there, the rookie who had been having problems against him, Nomar Mazara comes up to bring a lefty hitter up. And Carrasco 
gives up the walk. Abreu then draws a walk on four pitches. Following that, Moncada pops out, and you get Jimenez, who's been the best hitter so far for the team against Carrasco, and he gets another base hit down the line, scores a run, we're first and third, and Carrasco gets chased. Simber comes in, who the White Sox had trouble with earlier as the count is now one and two to angle, and gets Encarnacion on the righty. Realizing that Simber was in for two right-handed hitters, Renteria pulls back McCann, sends out Grandal, who does well with the low and middle-in pitches, and he gets one right where you expect it to go from the side armor of the Submariner, and he puts it out of here. Now Angle, the righty, is going to pop this one up much like Moncada, and that ends the inning. But the White Sox get a huge three-run home run deep in the right center field into the lights and into the night way back halfway up to the concourse and lead four to two. Aaron Bummer's going to come in now for the eighth inning. 34 games, 34 innings, 2-1-1 record, nine holds, 1.85 ERA, 49 strikeouts to eight walks. Righty's hitting 115. Lefty's hitting 111 against him. He's got a righty right here. It's a weird way to say that. Domingo Santana, 0 for 2. He fouls that one off, 0-1 the count. Now he swings and misses at a sinker away and quickly 0-2 from Bummer. Sox have a 4-2 lead after trailing 2-0 going into the bottom of the seventh inning. A big four-run inning. Capped off by the three-run bomb from Yasmani Grandal. Two pinch hitters in that inning. Both of them scored. Cut fastball inside, swung on and missed, and Bummer, three pitches, gets the strikeout. One gone here in the top of the eighth inning. Carlos Carrasco, unhittable. Didn't give up his first hit of the game until the second time through the order in the fifth inning to Aloy Jimenez. He had faced the minimum at that point. And 12,733 have seen the White Sox come back here and are hoping for the victory. And that 12,733 made a lot of noise in the seventh inning there. Roberto Perez comes up, takes one outside for a ball, 1-0 the count. The next offering from Bummer, inside misses on a sinker, 2-0. Sometimes that nine hitter with the terrible average gives pitchers fits. And we've seen Perez do that today. He's one for two on the game, but has had two good at-bats. Now an inside pitch catches the corner, 2-1. and one. Bummer throws the sinker, thigh level. The next offering goes low. He doesn't chase, 3-1. and one. If You're a guy like Perez. There's no reason to swing at anything because a guy like Bummer misses the plate a lot of times and you really don't have a chance of hitting him. This time he does swing and he fouls that off, but it was right down the middle. 3-2, and two, the count is full. Aaron Bummer throws a lot of pitches that are not over the zone, but they look good coming in. Swung on and sent out down the right field line, hooking towards the pole and foul, luckily. It would have been gone if it was straight. Big, lofty fly. Now the 3-2 pitch is fouled off down the first baseline as well. So a lot of cut fastballs, a lot of sinkers so far from Bummer. Full count pitch again. Here it comes. Swung on and missed. He got him on a sinker right down the middle. Bummer struck out two. And there's two gone here in the top of the eighth and nobody on. Colome would likely be the guy that comes in in the ninth. Cesar Hernandez steps in and takes a low sinker below the knees. 1-0 the count. 
He's one for three with a single in the sixth inning. Hitting 252. 10 stolen bases, 42 runs scored for the leadoff hitter here for the Indians. And he led off both days. Uh, it didn't matter if it was a lefty or a righty up there. We see a lot of teams that switch everything up depending on who's starting. Sox don't do that. We really haven't seen a lot of change in the order for the Indians either. Pops it down the first baseline. It's out of play. Two and one the count. Two outs, top of the eighth. Sox lead four to two. A high cut fastball misses three and one now with Mercado on deck hitting 296. Bummer struck out the first two here in this inning. The pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped over to short. Anderson's going to scoop it, running towards second. Dug out of the ground by Abreu on an off-thrown ball, but he's going to get it. T.A. says thank you. Heads into the dugout. 1-2-3 inning for Bummer. We lead 4-2 midway through the eighth. Dominic Leone's coming in. We saw him yesterday. 31 games, 35 innings, 2-0 record. 3.60 ERA, 35 strikeouts and 17 walks. Righty's hitting 259 against him. Lefty's hitting 197. Here comes Madrigal, 0 for 2 with two flyouts in this game. Palome and Fry warm in the bullpen. And the first pitch outside, cut fastball, 1 0 the count. A solo home run in the first inning. A shaky inning for Dylan Cease. You have to remember, the first batter he faced went 3 2 against him. Hit a line shot that Aloy Jimenez made an amazing play on. This one is over the head of the first baseman and down into the right field corner. Mandrigal's got speed. He's already at second base. He will hold there. He thought about three. A leadoff double for Nick Mandrigal. The White Sox offense isn't done yet. Here comes Tim Anderson. But Carlos Carrasco then, even though C settled down, he had multiple one, two, three innings after that inning with a lot of deep fly balls and one of them getting out. Several of them to the track and they were caught. As Anderson stands in 0 for 3 at the strikeout in the 6th. In danger of losing his hit streak. Which I believe is up to 8 at this point coming into this game. Carlos Carrasco didn't give up a hit. Until he had one out in the 5th inning. And that was to Aloy Jimenez. And then nobody else reached base. Nobody. He had two guys reach base until the seventh inning. And the White Sox get four runs. Hard hit ball over to short. They're going to look back Mandrigal and then Lindor over to first. The hit streak is probably broken for Anderson and Omar Mazzara steps in. Came in as a pinch hitter for Luis Robert. Moved over to right field as Angle went into center. He drew the leadoff walk in the seventh. Came around and scored on a Jimenez base hit. Before the Osmani Grandal three-run jack that gave the White Sox the lead in the seventh inning. Fouls that one off, 0-1-1 the count. Madrigal, with speed, leads off of second. Inside low four-seam fastball, misses 1-1. One one. The next offering, away down the line, base hit into the left field corner. Madrigal is going to come around and score easily. Mazzara's on his way into second with a stand-up double, and the White Sox lead it 5-2. Talk about taking advantage of your opportunity. Nomar Mazzara, who lost his starting job about two weeks ago to Adam Engel and has barely played since then, comes in as a pinch hitter, draws a walk, ends up scoring, and now drives in an insurance run. He's a big part of this White Sox comeback now, and them leading 5-2, and he didn't even start the game. 
And he stands on second base with one out here in the bottom of the eighth. And Jose Abreu's up 0 for 2 with a walk and a run scored. Leone delivers a 1-0 pitch outside two-seam fastball. 2-0 the count. Things turned quickly here. And luckily, they turned in the White Sox favor, much like how they turned quickly against the White Sox last night. Dallas Keuchel was pitching very well, had the lead, and a three-run home run in the sixth inning changed the entire pace of the game, and the Indians held off the Sox. Hopefully, we can do the same to them as that one misses low, 3-0 the count. Yo-Yo Moncada standing on deck, having a rough day at the plate. He entered this series hitting 339 and entered his game fourth in the American League in batting average, but... He's 0 for 3 in this one and down to 331. Inside pitch catches the corner low. 3 and 1 to count now to Abreu. Mazzara leads off of second to pitch. Outside corner, two seam fastball. Abreu laid off of it. He was taking seemingly there. 3 and 2 the count. Full count pitch down the middle, fouled off down the first baseline. Sox got four in the seventh, one so far here in the eighth. As Abreu goes over the top of a slider tailing away. Might have been ball four. He's annoyed with himself when there's two outs. And here comes Moncada, who's made a spectacular play out at third base today, but unable to get on base. The four-hitter for the White Sox gets one more chance. He's 0 for 3 with a pop-out the last time up last inning with two on. Luckily, Jimenez got a hit right after him, and after Encarnacion made the next out of the inning, and there were two outs, Rondal with the two-out, three-run home run, and that's how we got to this point. Base hit into right center field. Mazzaro's going to hold it third as they got it quickly, and it was a good throw up the line. Now, Mancata trying to go to second is burned. Yoan Mancata saw the throw coming in and decided he was going to turn and go for second base. A good throw in. Mazzara held. Mancata burned at second. He's out. Yo, Amankata got excited as Alex Colome comes out here to the mound. And as we are coming out of the break, it already had a pitch fouled off. Now he throws a ball, one and one the count. I'll get you his stats here in a moment. 21 and a third innings, 2.53 ERA, a 1.31 whip. And a strike down the middle in one and two now. Colome to Mercado. Sox lead, five to three, here in the top of the ninth inning. And Alex Colome or Colome, if you're nasty, stands in and throws the next one low. It's just fouled off in between the legs of Yasmani Grandal, who did not start this game but made a huge impact on it. Inside pitch now fouled off one and two. So he doesn't get a full day off, but I don't think he minds. The one-two pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled back. One and two, the count remains. Into the wind and the pitch. Chopped into the dugout down the first baseline. Count remains one and two. Colome goes high and does not get a call that looked like strike three. That ball was strike three. Instead, it's a 2-2 count. Clearly inside of the zone. Now he goes back to the same spot and it's fouled off. Nine pitches in this at bat now. And now he gets him on a low inside cut fastball, and that one might have been a ball, but we'll take it because he struck him out two pitches earlier. One gone here in the top of the ninth inning. Sox have a three-run lead, and here comes Lindor, 0 for 3 with a flyout in the sixth, hitting 281 with a 782 OPS, getting on base at a 354 clip. The left-handed shortstop 
has made a couple of great plays so far in this series. And a low outside cut fastball catches the zone 0-1. He went right back to the place where he got that call last time because Grandal has quickly figured out the strike zone of the umpire. And I'm sure he talked to McCann after he got into this game like, hey, what's going on out there? And you can tell as he goes down to one knee on the outside corner again, he wants it there and he gets it swing and a miss. 0-2. He's realizing where the zone actually is and he's adjusting. Now he sets up on the inside, swung on and missed. He got him swinging at one low and inside at his feet. Nowhere near the strike zone. They tie him up. And there's two gone now in the top of the ninth. And here comes Fran Mill Reyes. 0 for 3 with a strike on the seventh inning. He hit the three-run home run yesterday that gave the Indians the lead that they held on to to win the game. And now we're going to try to strike him out to end this game. Cut fastball clearly in the zone above the knees is called the ball 1-0. And for the second straight game in the later innings, the strike zone goes out the window with this umpiring crew. The crew we had in the last series and the crew we had in Minnesota were great. The Kansas City crew in this one, iffy. Although the Kansas City crew is the worst one we've ever seen. A ball low and away, that was a ball. 2-0 the count out of Reyes. Next pitch, catches the zone low and outside on a four-seamer, 2-1. Jose Ramirez is on deck. Two gone here in the top of ninth. Nobody on. Sox lead 5-2. Fouls off a cut fastball. The count is even at two. And the fans will get up on their feet. Those that weren't already up. Colomi into the wind. The pitch. Fouls off a cut fastball. They'll get another chance. Quick game here. Let's finish it. And keep it quick. The next pitch. Swung on him, Misty. Got him. And the White Sox come back in the seventh inning. A great comeback by this team. Finished off by the bullpen. Ciszek, Bummer, and Colome don't let anybody score. In the end, a quality start from Dylan Cease. And they finally get to Carlos Carrasco in the seventh. And Yasmani Grandal coming off the bench with a three-run home run that took the lead. The insurance run an inning later. And the White Sox end up winning this game 5-2. That's a great victory right there for this team. That shows you get a team that has won division titles you got a core here in Cleveland that still knows how to win and they don't like being in third place they made a statement last night they were very excited coming off the field after they came back and beat the White Sox they had control in this game the entire time and this young team with some help from some of their acquisitions that they got in the offseason finds a way to win your player of the game could be many players I'm telling you right now a great game Great game by Dylan Cease today, even though he doesn't get the win. Excellent job coming out of the bullpen by Ciszek, Bummer, and Colome. Okay, there were several guys involved in this game, and let's be honest, Aloy Jimenez, they never got him out in this game. He was two for two with a walk against a guy that didn't give up a hit, except to Jimenez, until the seventh inning. And that was also Jimenez. In fact, the only two hits given up by Carrasco were to Aloy Jimenez. But the player of the game has got to be Osmani Grandal. He comes off the bench. And he hits a three-run home run into the night and lights this place on fire. Nomar Mazzaro, one for one with a big walk as he came in as a pinch hitter in that inning as well. He had a double with an RBI and a run scored. Jimenez was two for two with the RBI and the run. And uh, Nick Madrigal, one for three with a double and a run scored. Steve Ciszek gets the win. One inning pitched, one hit, one strikeout, no walks, no earned runs. Alex Colome comes in and strikes out all three in the ninth inning for the perfect save. Carlos Carrasco pitches well, only gives up two hits to Jimenez and three walks, nine strikeouts, three earned runs though, over six and a third, and he takes the loss. 
That's an amazing turnabout as he was cruising and the White Sox finally found a way to get to him. The final here on the south side, 5-2 and the White Sox still can win this series. They will go for it tomorrow. Remember, this has been brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. Support a south side tradition. If you can't get over there, even though they're open right now, and trust me, it's good times. You can always order food through Grubhub or direct at CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. My thanks to SoxOn35th.com, the world-famous blog that will be giving you the post-game analysis, the breakdown, the box score. Check it out. This is a fun one today, folks. Uh, a rough play out there in uh, right center field that I'm going to have to explain to them <laughs> as I give them the details for this game. This is Socks in the Basement, the podcast for fans by fans, bringing you every game since opening day in this simulated season. And we're found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.